I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this podcast homily for 20th Sunday after Trinity, the 21st in a series of 26 homilies for Trinity season. Revisions to this series are part of the AIC celebration of the start of its second decade on the web. The musical theme is the fourth verse of Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, performed by Richard M.S. Irwin and used with his permission. It is also the theme music for the companion video presentation for Trinity Season. Listeners may benefit from the companion AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, the teaching season, which is presented in nine episodes, each linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Whitsunday Pentecost and Trinity season, Anglican traditions of Whitsunday and Trinity, including the seasonal color and fasting traditions and commentary on the collect, epistle, and gospel readings for Whitsunday Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, and all 24 Sundays after Trinity, the collect, epistle, and gospel readings for 20th Sunday after Trinity are discussed in Episode 8. The epistle reading for 20th Sunday after Trinity, Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 21, is again from the pen of St. Paul. It is a short message on the joys of the Christian faith. He urges the faithful to drink of the Holy Spirit instead of becoming sated with wine and joyfully singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs in the church. And finally, on the virtue of, quote, giving thanks always for all things, unquote, unto God. Readers will have noticed that these AIC podcast homilies always end with the early church ascription, glory be to God for all things. Amen. In today's gospel reading, Matthew 22, 1 to 14, the parable of the wedding feast, the third of three consecutive readings from the Gospel of St. Matthew. We leap forward three years from last week's reading to Tuesday of Holy Week in the year 30 A.D., just two days before his betrayal by Judas Iscariot on Monday, Thursday. It is a story about the judgment that awaits those who do not mend their ways while still living. Before we enter the scene in today's reading, Jesus had purified the temple, driven out the money changers, gone to Bethany, come back to Jerusalem, accused the Pharisees of killing the prophets, and by citing Psalm 118.2a, identified the stone which the builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Introduced, most importantly for this podcast interpretation of the readings, the warning in Matthew 21:43 that the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Here is another example of Scripture explaining Scripture, in this case offering an explanation of the parable before the parable is actually spoken. In the reading, Jesus, the teacher or rabbi in Hebrew, offers another of the kingdom parables. 
In this one, he answers the question raised in Psalm 15:1, fittingly a psalm of virtue and righteousness, which is read in morning prayer on the 20th Sunday after Trinity, Who shall dwell in thy tabernacle? In the previous homilies on this reading, I have examined the parable in considerable detail, explaining allusions according to the teachings of the early church. For this podcast version, my focus is on selected verses which contain references to future events in Jerusalem. When the king learned that his invited guests had killed his messengers, in verses 6 and 7, he sent out his army to destroy their city, as Jerusalem itself was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. When the king said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy, one should recall Matthew 21:43 concerning the taking away of a kingdom and the giving of it to another. In the parable, the king's men searched the bushes and highways, symbolic of the Gentile world, and found others, symbolic of the Gentiles who are now offered access to the kingdom, to fill the dining hall, carrying out the threat from Matthew 21.43 of the kingdom given to a nation bearing the fruits thereof. On the day of the wedding, the king enters the wedding hall to find one man not wearing the wedding garment. This means clothing provided by the host. The king had this man bound hand and foot and, quote, cast him away into outer darkness, unquote, saying, for many are called but few chosen, from verse 14. Having mentioned Matthew 21:43, it is appropriate to remind listeners that after the Pharisees heard the warning in 21:43, quote, they perceived that he, Jesus, was speaking of them, in verse 45. In this reading, Jesus has offered a new covenant to a new people in place of the willfully disobedient to whom the Old Covenant was offered. Obviously, those of the Old Covenant did not sufficiently perceive the meaning of this parable. The kingdom in the parable is indeed a vision of the kingdom of heaven. The wedding is an allusion to the union of Christ and his church to come, and of which St. John wrote in the final chapters of Revelation, the marriage of the Lamb to his church. The church, symbolized by the king's hall in the parable, is the place on earth where the faithful find entry into the kingdom of heaven. Again, the parable of the wedding feast answers the question raised many centuries earlier in Psalm 15, verse 1, Who shall enter the kingdom? And just as in the days when the psalm was composed, the answer is still, He that leadeth an uncorrupt life, and doeth the thing that is right, and speaketh the truth from his heart, from Psalm 15, verse 2. But always remember the final verse of the parable of the wedding feast, Many are called, but few chosen. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily for 20th Sunday after Trinity are available at our website, www. AnglicanInternetChurch.net. We begin with an AIC Christian education video series, The Lives of the Saints, presented in multiple episodes in two different series. 
From the first series, St. Paul is the focus of episode 5 and St. Matthew of episode 14. From the second series, the Blessed Lancelot Andrews, author of The First Closing Prayer, which you'll hear in a moment, is the focus of episode 22. And Archbishop Cranmer, one of three English martyrs celebrated in episode 28. Episodes in our Seasonal and Christian Education video series are linked from the Digital Library page. Episodes in Bible Study videos are linked from the Bible Study New Testament pages. Podcast versions of all three are linked from the Podcast Archive page. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, in the Gospel of Matthew, Annotated and Illustrated, the parable of the wedding feast is discussed in chapter 22 with an early 16th century illumination on page 189. It is one of 117 images from the 6th through the early 20th century. In layman's lexicon, the items of interest are covenant, faith, Gentiles, hymn, kingdom, parables, and virtues. From the prayer book Psalter, History Text and Commentary, Psalm 15 is discussed on pages 29 to 30. And from Prayers in the Christian Tradition, the first closing prayer and other works of the Blessed Lancelot Andrews are found on pages 32, 46, 81, 83, and 84. All the AIC Bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net or directly from my Amazon Author Central page https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com right slash author right slash Ronald hyphen e hyphen Shibley. Everything after dot com must be in lowercase letters. The first closing prayer for 20th Sunday after Trinity is an early 17th century confession composed by the blessed Lancelot Andrews. The second is the collect for 20th Sunday after Trinity, which Archbishop Cranmer adapted for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Gelasian Sacramentary as it was used in England before the separation from Rome. And now, the Blessed Lancelot Andrew's Confession. I, coming to God, believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I know that my Redeemer liveth, that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, that he is indeed the Savior of the world, that he came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. I believe that through the grace of Jesus Christ I shall be saved even as our fathers. I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. My heart shall rejoice in him because I have trusted in his holy name, in the name of the Father and of the Savior, Mediator, Intercessor, Redeemer of the Twofold Comforter, the Lamb and the Dove. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon me as I hope in thee. Amen. And now Archbishop Cranmer's Collect. O Almighty and merciful God, of thy bountiful goodness keep us, we beseech thee, from all things that may hurt us, 
that we, being ready both in body and soul, may cheerfully accomplish those things which thou commandest through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.